All right, here we are. This is episode 12 of On That Note. I am in Los Angeles with my former roommate and incredibly talented musician, Ruben Juan. We are here to talk all things guitar and music and Instagram and all of that jazz. Um, where I wanted to start, Ruben, was the format of Instagram is kind of interesting because it's a short time frame. Yes. Um, you also, it's a visual medium, so you're, there's some sort of video. You can't just post like a, like a black screen and music. Um, so I when could. you're, you could, yes. Uh, most people don't. Yeah, people won't like it. Um, but when you're, uh, when you're sitting down to start and, f and find an Instagram video and start to develop ideas for it, what, what kinds of things are you thinking about? For Instagram? Mm -hmm. Specifically yeah. for Instagram, and then we'll just talk music in, in a moment. Uh, I mean, do you uh, are you asking about the video or the content of the guitar playing? So both. Okay, video-wise, uh, the format of Instagram is vertical mm -hmm. in the first place. So people tend to like vertical videos more than horizontal, horizontal videos. Uh, so you have to take that in mind. What I do usually is, I shoot my videos white, mm -hmm. and then I do a lot of keyframing for the people that know about uh, video editing. So when you keyframe it into the vertical size video, that make that gives you the ability to move it to pan it left or right, mm -hmm. and that's how I make it follow my finger. Yeah, you'll do it when you like. Yeah. yeah. So the trick is to shoot it white, but then when you when you're on Final Cut Pro or like Premiere yeah. or whatever. You just put the resolution, uh, the four to five ratio resolution of Instagram is basically, uh, ter uh, let me let me think about it. The math is 1080 times 1350. Okay. That's that's how you get the tall yes. tall vertical because there is the squared vertical. I mean that's okay, but uh, the oh, tall vertical is the square vertical. Yeah. <laughs> Um, got it. Um, and then musically, you obviously you have you have a minute. Uh, yes. That's kind of your deadline. Do you, are you like always trying to get a full minute, or do you ever go shorter? No, I mean, just whatever you're feeling. If whatever I'm playing requires an entire minute, mm -hmm. I'll make it the minute. But people's attention span is between thirty-five to forty-five seconds. I would say, yeah. Unless like it makes sense for it to be even longer. And that's when you like keep adding like videos, you know, you can mm. minute and then the second minute and the third minute. But usually what will attract people more to your video is 35 to 45 seconds. That way people can keep repeating and repeating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the content that does uh, the best is the content that people can learn. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to add like a nice little lick or like some hard riffs. But the most important thing is to make sure that everything grooves properly mm -hmm. and when everything grooves properly people are going to be attracted to it and they're going to want to learn it and when they want to learn it that's when your content gets uh i don't have a better term but hot yeah. so people are going to keep watching it re-watching it saving it liking it sharing it to their friends and then like a group of young people they're going to sit together and try to like learn your piece and when they try to learn your piece, maybe like a month later, when they actually have it down, they're gonna post it on their social media, and that gives you attention, and then you feel good because they're learning your stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, and the cycle keeps repeating. Then you come up with the second video, people learn it, people save it, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. On and on. Yeah. Got it. And so, to go from kind of general ideas about Instagram to I wanted to look at a specific video that you made, 
uh, I think it was back in May. Um, it was called Insecurities. We talked about that. Um, that song has three loops on it, yes. essentially. Yeah. Um, do you usually start with the first one, like that kind of background, that thing? I'm endorsed by Strandbrook, by the way. And that song, I play it on a seven string because mm -hmm. it just feels nicer to slap on the seven string. Uh, I came up with the... I can't play it right now, but... Um, yeah, I came up with that riff first. Okay. Yeah, and then... Uh, I had two choices, whether to keep doing that and then adding the melody down below mm -hmm. or just keep it as like the bass line mm -hmm. and then add some harmonic content on top mm -hmm. and make it a loop together yeah. and then solo over it. So yeah. I went with the second route, obviously. Okay. So I did the slap first. Mm -hmm. uh, it is two layers of loop and then just uh, yeah, solo. That, that uh, very spacey sus chord. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because the slap part feels very staccato-ish, mm -hmm. I wanted the chords to be a little more really open. smooth. Yeah. I like. I don't know how to play counterpoint, mm -hmm. but I follow. I really like the concept of like black and white, or like if something is very short. The other part like has long. to be long, yeah. Right. Or like if something feels close, which is like staccato, you yeah. want something else to contrast it being open. Yeah, and being yeah. more legato. Yeah. Cool. Um, and now I do it subconscious, uh, unconscious, uh, subconsciously. Yeah. But uh, in the past, I tried to make it a point. Like now, it just happens. Like oh, like it just somehow happened to be like something short, something long. And then it came together. Something smooth and something yeah. something a little bit more staccato. Yeah. Um, cool. And then so because. Harmonically, it's interesting, especially that like the melody makes sense. I think that's a really cool moment too when you go to that chord uh, over the uh, that F sharp bass line. That chord over that bass line. Are you just going for something um, like kind of airy and spacey, or is there some sort of like specific harmonic idea you had there? When I came up with the bass line, mm -hmm. like the chord progression was just. Like I already knew the progression, yeah. Uh, but instead of doing it with boring chords, and um, instead of doing whatever I just did, I mm -hmm. tried to came up with a melody-ish, mm -hmm. chordy thing. Yeah. And then, because none of those chords were long and big, I decided to make the last one. Like, okay. And that's usually the idea. Like, like turnarounds are so important because that determines the feel of it. Like, mm -hmm. instead of doing like the. People can do like uh, like a feel like yeah uh, I don't know like can do like a, a little feel instead of it's up to you and I just decided to go with the like kind of yeah, more spacey yeah, sound spacey chord yeah nice it's just a F sharp minor seven mm -hmm. yeah I mean minor eleven and, but it sounds, I hear so much of an A sus to yeah, there. You, you do hear it, yeah, yeah. yeah like it's crazy, I, I mean and the bass line obviously. Because this is just the 6 minor mm -hmm. of A, right? Yeah. So there's also this, and when you open everything, it's like a mixture of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, the 6 minor of A. Yeah, that's cool. I like that chord a lot. Um, and then um, then when you're going to build the, the lead part over it, mm. um, 
obviously you're still kind of thinking in, in terms of contrast. That's something that you said that, that mm -hmm. was a big idea to you. Uh, but it starts off with that very kind of like groovy section. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously you want, like you said, you want it to be learnable, mm -hmm. but you also, you want to throw some flash of in course, there. Of course, of course. Because it's Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And so... That's what you... catches people's attention, yeah. <laughs> um, how do you balance those two things? Like, are there ever times when you like just have a soul that's like way too crazy and you're like, ah, I need to dial it back? Mm. Or... Nothing I play is way too crazy, <laughs> but uh, what, what was it? I forgot how I came to this. I think I had this interval stuck in my mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how the solo starts. Yeah. Yeah, so the in this is based on the uh, C-sharp minor pentatonic yeah. shape. So, I had that interval stuck in my mind. I don't know if you remember, like, Carver Hyen from MI? Yeah. He used to do a lot of, like, like based on the pentatonic shapes, shapes yeah. like, he would skip the in-between strings, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how the solo starts. Mm -hmm. I just, like, it's just like, a, a, at the spot, it's like, a one second decision. It's yeah. like, I want to start the solo with that interval, like, yeah. And that became the start of every single call and response in the solo. Because I keep doing that many times, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and that's great. Because um, yeah. that, that's, I love, I love the, because it's like a dotted 16. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a very, R&B melody. Uh -huh. yeah. Basically, <laughs> this. It's super R&B. Mm -hmm. Like you, you. If you learn that melody, you like every time you listen to an R&B song, like it'll, it'll pop You'll up. find it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is just the nine. Yeah. And that. I, but it just the the rhythm of it is so uh, great because it's like. Cause it's it it's nice the pause. same rhythm two times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it jumps into you do the kind of uh, flat five thing. I actually do it. Uh, I stole this from a friend. His name is Elijah. He's <laughs> on tour with Travis Green right now, a uh, gospel artist. Uh, shout out Travis Green. Shout out and Elijah. <laughs> uh, so there's two ways of doing that. Uh, I I like to do it a lot here. Okay. Like, I hold the top note too because it makes it sound like a double stop. Mm -hmm. And here, it would be... Yeah, so you got two ways of doing it. And it's just nice. Uh, instead of, like, you hold the other one. And it's like... Yeah, a little more crunch. Pedal tone, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into that kind of that monster ending lick. Ah. The the real flash is right there. Yeah. Um, and um, where did that? Because this is a really interesting kind of lick. A really interesting shape, and, and it's got a lot of stuff going on in it harmonically. Uh, there was a time in my life where I really like. Uh, like stuff like that, mm -hmm. which is basically like three to four, like three. so. Let's say E major, right? Like yeah. the third, third into the four, and then and then 
and I used to play like with all the shapes that they write from it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think how I came up with that lick was it's, it's just the major shapes. Like let's mm-hmm. say uh, let's play all the E majors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the next one? Yeah. Yeah. So for this one it would be. Uh, sorry. Right. Like three, four, da-da. and then where's the third here? Yeah. I would do it like that. So, uh, sorry, sorry. Let me reiterate that it's not three to four. Yeah, it's just the lowest note go up. Lowest note goes up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or there's like you can play with variations of that, like. Mm-hmm. I used to have like a whole set of exercises I did like two or three years ago. Basically, that derives from that. Mm. Yeah. 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 And then one of those repeating pentatonic yeah. things. Um, I stole this. A bunch of people do it, but the specific person I stole this from was do you know this blues player like Brandon, like very young, like Afro, not off the top of my head. Super young Afro, like he has an Afro. Mm-hmm. Like blues guitar player, super good. He's like, like fifteen or so. I don't know what how old is he, but he's definitely some age that makes you feel bad about yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he does that a lot, a lot. Like, yeah, and it descends perfectly back into the. Yeah, exactly. That was on purpose. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah that was on purpose. Like. That's just a great moment of uh, clarity. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like perfectly. Timed. I didn't play it super in time, but I was tired of like, <laughs> doing the tape, so I just kept the that the whatever one you see on Instagram. Like that's it's not perfect, but that's the one I just kept. That's fine. Yeah. Um, awesome. And so yeah, so that's that's I think that's a, a cool little breakdown of that piece. So I want to end with kind of two questions. Um, one is. For those of you who don't know, audience members, um, you are, have a very, like, you have, you're trilingual, you speak three languages, um, and you learned those languages as you were growing up. Um, he speaks Spanish, uh, is it man- Mandarin, right? Not Cantonese? Uh, I speak English, music, and love. Oh, English, music, and love, yes. <laughs> uh, it's Mandarin though, right? I'm so lame. Uh, Cantonese. Cantonese, okay. Cantonese, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and then English as well. Yeah. Um, his first language was Spanish, interestingly enough. Um, and so I'm curious: did your, did the the your process of learning languages growing up, and the fact that you have so much experience learning languages, do you think that helped you learn music, or how did it affect the way that you learned music? Uh, basically, I started with Spanish, right? Like, yeah. I I tried to think of it as Spanish and Chinese at the same time because like I would go back home and it was enforced. The Cantonese was like. If I didn't speak Cantonese, my parents wouldn't answer me. Mm-hmm. And at school, of course, you have to speak Spanish because everybody's speaking Spanish. I think how it affected me was being able to switch. Like, at this point, it's no longer a switch, mm-hmm. but it used to be like being able to quickly switch from uh, one language to the other one. I think music is the same. Like, like music, you can broadly speak of it as one language, but mm-hmm. in fact, every single key is its own language. Especially when it comes to like guitar or piano, some things are easier to do in one key, mm-hmm. some things are harder to do in the other key. But every single key has 
his own own characteristics, characteristics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, English is not my first language. <laughs> uh, I think it's the same. Like, I mean, guitar players have it easier, mm-hmm. like because you know everything. Yeah, frets. Yeah. yeah, everything is frets. But even uh, in the fretted situation. Well, I mean, even like this chord sounds so much different. Yeah, exactly. Than this chord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like I was telling you yesterday, like my favorite chord, it only applies in G sharp minor. Yeah. Because like, if you want to make this voicing, you either have to have a capo, or like extremely flexible fingers. Yeah. So that's how I think of it as every key has two different worlds. Because different keys have different voicings options, mm-hmm. especially for guitar players, that make it sound like really cool. Like a lot of like open open string licks like can only be done in certain keys too mm-hmm. uh, that's one of them like being able to switch between languages quickly and think fast uh, another way that learning multiple languages has affected me is um, I can hear details better mm-hmm. yeah I'm not saying that uh, my accent will come out right but I can hear perfectly when my accent is wrong mm-hmm. compared to like native speakers and it applies to music like when I'm trying to transcribe something I'm very aware of not being not playing the exact same lick mm-hmm. if I'm not playing it with the right articulation or I'm missing like a specific note I can hear it right away it may be a good thing or a bad thing like mm-hmm. but yeah like when I'm transcribing like like chromatic things mm-hmm. if I miss one single note I can tell right away and it makes me feel so uncomfortable mm-hmm. so it's good because I'll get the lick properly, but it's bad because it makes you anxious, mm-hmm. very anxious. Yeah. And how I usually transcribe, like using this skill is, uh, I like to be very specific when I'm learning stuff. Like if you pull like this, mm-hmm. I want to do it, do it the exact same way and then I'll change it up mm-hmm. into my own way. But the first time I learn it, it has to be exactly how the player is doing it. Like if he pick or rate or whatever, I need to do it the exact same way and then I can decide whether I want to yeah. or like however I want to want to do it but if the first one he did it like this I'm gonna learn it like that mm-hmm. yeah that's cool and that's the same with language do you think it's helped at all with your ability to like play different genres different genres because I mean especially genres is also like that's like form of language language yeah. yeah like it's even good thing you brought it up because it's even deeper than keys yeah like genres it's definitely like catching uh, the certain uh, idioms. Mm-hmm. Uh, like English has its own like idioms and things you say that even though somebody learned English in a different country, you won't yeah. know the idioms from like LA or like yeah. from Arizona. Mm-hmm. And same with playing different genres like R&B, like. Like that stuff, it doesn't apply in like a, rock. Like rock yeah. example. Like I mean, you could do it, mm-hmm. but it won't be authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's when like fusion music comes, and then you can blend everything. But if you're like playing an actual rock song with the specific parts, you won't try to add. Uh, like yeah, you won't try to add that. Yeah. Yeah. And it has helped me that I can identify really easily. Oh, this is specific to R&B, this is specific to rock, this is specific to Latin. Mm-hmm. And then I can like 
take them together and blend them together but I have them separated very carefully like mm-hmm. this is R&B like these are R&B licks these are R&B things when I hear them from somebody I know that's an R&B lick that's a rock lick mm-hmm. that's a Latin lick or whatever yeah that's cool. it has definitely helped me yeah I'm sure I'm, I, 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 I couldn't imagine it would yeah and then the last question I usually like to ask is what is something you wished you had learned earlier or you had been able like someone had taught you earlier that you think would have saved you time or effort transcribing yeah like I mean we've always been like into transcribing I remember one time uh, when we used to live together I think I used to have a desk outside and Jacob transcribed inside mm-hmm. and then one time he came out I was probably transcribing like Good Tree Woven or something mm-hmm. and he was like oh how long does that usually takes you to transcribe I'm like maybe a week <laughs> for like 15 seconds or like 20 seconds like I don't remember a specific time, but it was something like two hours every five to ten seconds. Yeah. And then after a week, I'm able to play one minute. Yeah. Like, good trigger one. Now that I look at it, like, I mean, I've improved a lot, right? Like, so it takes me way less. Mm -hmm. But if something something takes me as much as that now, I will get so bored. Yeah. Like, my attention span has went down so much. Um, sorry, what was the question again? So, what was one you wish you had learned to oh, transcribe? To early? transcribe way earlier, because I didn't transcribe until I came to LA, which mm-hmm. was five years ago. Yeah, yeah, five years, five years ago, and I've been playing like not like seriously. I used to play like acoustic guitar, singer, songwriter stuff mm-hmm. before coming to LA. Like, uh, but even when I did that, I did not transcribe. Like, it was literally going to Ultimate Guitar, mm-hmm. you know, like one of those random tap websites. And you're like looking at the court chart, and like okay, that's a G, or like mm-hmm. yeah. And like I never really transcribed until I came to LA, and I feel like more important than learning your harmony theory, more important than learning how to sight read. Like I think transcribing is the steroids mm-hmm. of playing music. Yeah, because once you properly learn a lick, it's so easy to switch it up. From instrument to instrument like instead of trying like there's a difference between transcribing a lick and learning a lick like mm-hmm. if oh yeah yeah if i show you a lick and then you're able to play it it's not as ingrained as you're trying to listen note by note like what that what's happening like and once you're so uh intently trying to learn something it's ingrained into you mm-hmm. so you can go to a different instrument like a keyboard or a bass and if you know the melody by heart, like you can just play it right away. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it will take you a couple fumbles. Yeah. But like it's already new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that would have been the best advice somebody would have given me. Like just transcribe anything. Like like if you hear a sound like like just yeah. just transcribe any type of so like any type of rhythms. If a bird is humming something, like just transcribe that. Yeah. Anything helps. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Is there anything that you want to plug? Anything you got coming up that is, I mean, obviously I'll put links to your Instagram and all that stuff, but any big projects, anything? Non-divulgable. Non-divulgable? Divulgable. Ah, yeah, okay. I have projects that are non-divulgable, but uh, I am coming up with my EP sometime next, like in the early next year, like January or February. Uh, I'm trying to release a single before the end of the year. Okay. So keep an eye on that. Awesome. Thank you very much, Ruben. No problem.
Let's play a chord to end this. Okay, chord to end it? Yeah. You wanna play that one? Yeah, what do you do? One, two, three, four. Remy, this is your chord. <laughs> there you go, Remy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>